This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today on the show, we ask the question, what is a god to a non-believer and what is a demon to the banished? Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Jaden. I'm Kevin. I'm Connor. And today, we are answering the question of just who are the Banished? The Banished, is that kind of like the Covenant Part 2 or something different? I, I, I can't remember. It's, it's the Covenant's angry stepbrother <laughs> who are tired of being overshadowed. Right. All it is is a Covenant with a red skin. Like, that's it. We just reskin them. We just reskinned them just like StarCraft models. We just reskinned it. We put a little bit of red tint on it, and there you go. That's starting to sound like some PS4 bias. That's what I'm hearing <laughs> I, there. Nothing Kevin like PlayStation did, slander. Kevin, Sony Sony, Sony paid you to say that, right? Oh, my goodness. Such the bribery that we're <laughs> encountering here. <laughs> I do not own a PlayStation, so there you go. The Banished are an interesting topic in Halo, and they're kind of new. Like not, They're not super familiar like after so many years of the covenant being the bad guys and i guess the flood too but the covenant were like the iconic bad guys of halo in you know the banished show up and it's still you know it's still brutes elites jackals grunts aliens we've seen before but they're kind of organized in a new way so with halo infinite coming out soon i feel like it's you know it's a good question like who who are the banished exactly it's a i'm glad you're bringing it up Jaden. i'm glad we're here to talk about it Absolutely. And before we go into this uh, fully, we just want to preface this by saying the information we're going to go over today is stuff that is known now. We know that there is a uh, teaser released online for some of the early missions of Halo Infinite. We are purposely not talking about those because we want to get the full context of the game. So we're going to wait and we, we're probably going to do a follow up episode uh, later on just to like cover it, maybe cover anything we missed or, you know, issue any corrections to what yeah. we talk about. After today. we've had a chance to experience the campaign, we'll come back and uh, see what else we know about the banished. But for now, yeah, exactly. Yes. For now. Now, the thing about this also is the banished are new, but they're also old. So the concept of the banished, most of who <laughs> they are, we do meet a lot of these characters in the Halo Wars series, whereas the banished and specific characters that we meet in Halo Infinite, right. For instance, yes. exactly. they're new to Master Chief's specific story. But that doesn't mean that they are uh, indifferent to the universe itself. So get ready. This is another one of Jaden's patented lore-heavy episodes from books. Correct. Everyone's favorite. Get out your reading glasses. Here we go. And keep in mind, a lot of these games reference all these books. Um, there's a lot of references in them, so... Um, you can also look them up yourselves if you want, but uh, keep in mind they do try to do a decent job of mm-hmm. explaining some stuff in all these games, like bits and pieces you can piece together. But first, a really quick, uh, you know, housekeeping uh, session here, uh, just to point, put some stuff out of the, just to get some stuff out of the way first. Uh, as 
lore party hosts, uh, we cannot stress enough that we love to hear from our listeners. So please email us at lorepartypodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts and maybe even episode ideas. You got something you want us to talk about? Got some thoughts on Halo, Banished, Infinite, whatever. Uh, let us know. Email us. We are definitely looking for yeah. more content to do Halo-wise. We are so excited to be back in this world. Halo's Absolutely. back. It's exciting. Uh, also, our teammates, uh, our producers here on Lore Party, stream on a regular basis on Twitch. So be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash lore underscore party. I, uh, I tend to stream Doom and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, my Doom and Nightmare playthroughs and stuff like that. But uh, find us there. And, of course, you can always connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. With that out of the way, let's get into the episode. So why? <laughs> yeah, why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because a lot of people don't even know what the Banished are. You know, they're a new faction that was released in a side game. And they have now been thrust into the spotlight, uh, given the natural progression of the story in Halo going on right now. Which is kind of cool. This is a time skip we're doing uh, going into the new game as well. So there's going to be a lot of uh, what's going on with picking up the pieces as we go through the game, which is something that Halo really hasn't done before. It's usually been, you know, beat to beat to beat right. with the storyline. So let's quickly go over just the origins of the Banished. In order to do that, we have to talk about uh, their forerunners, for lack of a better term, uh, the Covenant. <laughs> hey so, yeah, the Banished had to come from somewhere. I mean, their name implies that they were banished from something else, or someplace else, and they were originally Covenant forces. They were sort of part of the, you know, massive religious hegemony. The Covenant was a group of multiple alien species that had come together and formed like a conglomerate, a coalition, if you will, of, you know, multiple dozens dozens upon dozens of star systems they they basically controlled most of the milky way galaxy for a very long time and you know the covenant were led by their religious leaders the prophets also known as the san so i'm gonna butcher this also known as the san shium san san shium but you know colloquially the prophets is what they were called and the prophets preached a concept called the great journey see the prophets believed and by extension the rest of the covenant believed that the forerunners, the uh, advanced race that came before the Covenant, had left behind the Halo arrays and wanted the Covenant to activate them and follow them on a great journey. So the Covenant just wanted to be reunited with the forerunners, basically. And as a result, they recovered their technology, hoarded forerunner artifacts, and worshipped them as, as remnants of their gods, basically. Now, this unfortunately put them in, <laughs> into uh, conflict with humanity. And when they decided that humans were heretics, abominations, you know, an affront to their forerunner gods. What followed wasn't really a war so much as a holy genocide and uh, like a crusade is how they saw it. But um, not every segment of the covenant uh, was happy with this conflict. And, you know, that eventually led to you know, the, the banished coming about. What, what, how did this lead to the banished, though? Like, how did that happen? So, as we said, the, the Covenant is made up of several alien species, uh, one of which is the, is the Jarl Hanai, but we're going to call them the Brutes because that's way easier to say. Um, the Brutes were, uh, you know, savage creatures that grew up on their, on their world, and all they knew was combat. They ended up forming a very tribalistic clan system, and 
there and because of that everything about them was about power and strength uh you can see that in their weapons i mean their weapons are not made for precision and they're not made for you know uh elite uh, surgical strikes like some of the uh the sangheili or the elites weapons are known for their weapons basically boil down to we need to put knives on everything <laughs> their main firearm the spiker just has those giant blades sticking out of it and look at their vehicles too i mean no elegant hovercrafts <laughs> to be seen here it's giant motorcycles <laughs> with guns on them with flames spouting out i'm like mad max would be proud to ride one of these motorcycles they're all about like the war chieftain kind of stuff. I honestly, they kind of remind me of like orcs um, from Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Their yeah, society, totally. their society is structured pretty similar. You know, the clan system. Uh, you know, each one's fighting for dominance over the resources. Uh, you know, for their each world and stuff, and also just dominance in general. And they eventually kind of stop fighting with each other long enough to make it into space because obviously they probably <laughs> wouldn't get into space if they just kept, you know, Krogan smashing each other over and over again. Um, but then the brutes, their Well, weapons... you get into space so you can kill people easier from orbit. That's Exa- exactly, exactly. There you go. And, but the thing <laughs> is, like, as soon as they get to space, they instantly meet the Covenant, and they're immediately attacked. Like, the, the Covenant's just like, whoa, who's this yeah. guy? Boom, knives to the face. They're like, oh, my God. Like, it's the brutes just were like, hello, what's up? And then... They get immediately yeah. attacked. Like everybody just starts getting attacked by each other. Yeah. Um. You want to talk about first contact war? Holy shit. Um. And then <laughs> you know the the they're the brutes though. They their weapons were like you know it's just knives. Like they're no match for like the covenant. And then it's like okay, covenant destroys them, and then they're co- instantly subjugated. Yeah. Like they're right. like here yeah. you go, you're yeah. ours now. We we see your potential of just brute force, but now you're ours. Well. And that's the thing is that the elites considered them to be an unrefined and crude species compared to themselves, you know, but at the same time, the prophet said, uh, you know, they, they wanted to just get rid of them completely. But the prophet said, now, wait a minute, mm-hmm. we can use this. They attack with no regard for their own safety or the safety of others. That's a quality you want in expendable shock troops, which is exactly what the prophets turned the brutes into. And, you know, that that early difference, that early uh, discord between the elites and the brutes uh, that you know goes all the way back to when the brutes first met the covenant that would kind of never really go away as we'll talk as we'll talk about maybe a little later with the great schism no. but I, I i do think that the the, the dichotomy between sanghili and jirolene is you know it's no clearer than you don't have to look any further than their weapons like you've mentioned is just the elites what do they use the energy sword is what they're really known for. That plasma blade that they just shink. It's so badass and they, you know, cut you down with it. It's precise. It's elegant. It takes finesse and technique to use properly. But what are the brutes it known so for? Cool. Gravity hammers, bitch. <laughs> taller, than, taller than they are. They swing it as hard as they can. And when it makes impact, it just sets off this shockwave and just reduces everything to rubble. It's like, damn, that's, that's a very brute weapon right there. But no, yeah. The the prophets being as pragmatic and forward thinking as they are, they think, you know, we can we can make use of this raw, naked, animalistic aggression. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, brutes were sent on some of the deadliest, most borderline suicidal assignments that the Covenant ever came up with. And uh, that would lead us to an individual known as Atriox. What's Atriox's deal? He's he's a big he's a he's an important guy, right? 
So, <laughs> Atriox was a brute clan leader who was sent on the most dangerous assignments in general, like we said. Um, and so he he would take around 40 or so of his brothers, just straight into death. Um, didn't give a shit. Like, he was like, all right, guys, we're going. Suicide mission. You show, you show up. At the end, you cool. You know, if you're going to come through that, that door with me at the end of the night, great. If not, oh, dang, sucks for you. Um, and every single time, he's the only one walking through the door. Um, so the mental toll of sending so many dudes to death, like so many of his comrades to death, and then being helpless to save them, it kind of drove him to question the whole will of the prophets because even though he... So the thing is, he was a soldier. So like in his mindset, that still was like, I know we're going to war. I know some of you are going to die. You, you, if Again, if if you're alive at the end of it good if you're not i'm i don't uh, we're at war like that's that's a that's the soldier mindset he had but because he was the only one showing up at the end every single time he was like something's up with these prophets what the hell is going on here and obviously it's first it's quietly uh he's just kind of questioning them like what the hell what the fuck am i doing then as more and more you know bodies just continuously pile up he kind of just is like, I'm going to be open about this. And he just starts questioning the prophets just straight openly. And then with, with each return that he gets from every mission and everything, his like, a, the name of him being like a legend gets bigger and bigger. And then like tales start being spread around the covenant about, about this guy. And then he's also, to, to my knowledge, he's an atheist, I believe. And so they were kind of like, Who's this atheist? Who's this that's militant just, atheist? Yeah, that's kind of like, the whole thing. Like, who's this atheist who doesn't believe in the prophets? Who- I think a better term would be heretic. Because, I, well, that's that's even what the prophets would call him. Because, you know, just to be technical, an atheist, it, it just lacks a belief in a higher power. But I think in Atrax's case, it's more like... he. Well, he know- well, well in, in, the, in, the, in the values of the covenant, an atheist is a heretic. Because he has he has shirked the responsibilities of the great journey and, and the will of the prophets, right? By questioning the hierarchs, by no longer trusting the prophets that they know best, he is you know I guess from their standards he would count as an atheist. But I think worse than that, heretic. Because when you are a heretic to the covenant, you're marked for death. Like they they don't that's not just a polite disagreement. You know that's not like a oh you you have a different faith than me. That's yes. literally you have to go. You're a criminal. You have to die. Like they they send an arbiter after you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Well, and that's why the covenant mm-hmm. the covenant knew they had to get rid of him. So what they decided to do was send him on one last mission. They were like, there is no possible way that he could survive this. Surprise, he did. <laughs> Because, because he's Atriox, which I I, I want to ask the question here. Like, could you imagine getting in the mindset of one of those brutes and being like, hey, good news, you're on a mission. Great. Who's it with? Atriox? Ah, shit. I'm already dead. I think we've brought up a really important point, Kevin, earlier talking about just, you know, just questioning the reasons after a certain point, a soldier will accept losses a soldier will know that yeah sometimes my friends will die sometimes the men i lead into battle will die that's just part of the that's the nature of the beast but i think at a certain point 
the warrior with a conscience or at least some shred of intelligence will eventually wonder why why am i doing this what is the point of this and when you're no longer satisfied with the answers the prophets are giving you uh that's that's when mm-hmm. you know you're you, you the time has come to split off and do something else and that's what he did he came back from this suicide mission he was not supposed to come back from and atriox i mean the story goes he strolled into his you know his executioner's base you know where the the guys were waiting to kill him and he killed them first they were, they literally were like we're gonna send you on this mission that no one will ever survive but in case you do here's this dude's gonna kill you the second you get back <laughs> and he said cool well how about i kill him first exactly and so this was his impetus like this was you know his wake-up call atriox decided no more covenant. I'm done with it. Uh, I'm going my own way. And he took what remained of his clan and basically led a rebellion. They branched off and they fled from covenant space, vowing revenge on the prophets who had not only wasted their lives in pointless conflict to pursue this great journey nonsense that Atriox was starting to question, but also tried to kill him. So it was it was not just, you know, it was personal. It was also it had to do with his clan surviving. It's like, I'm not going to let you continue bleeding my brothers and I until there's nothing left of us with nothing to show for it. So they were, when Atriox took his followers and fled from covenant space, the prophets declared, you will always be known as the banished now. And so the banished were sort of <laughs> marked for death, basically like they're heretics and they will be killed on sight. So which Atriox was used to at this point. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break, but stick around. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, so early on in the episode, someone had mentioned that the banished are nothing more than covenant reskinned, right? Not me. Well, I I, I yeah. want to get to that, that point. I don't know. I don't know that crazy person. Um, I want to get to that point because there are a lot of differences between the two factions, and we really need to talk about the flaws that we see in the covenant's way of doing things that have kind of been surpassed by this new. Uh, unleashed ber- version of them you know it, it's it the banished is the covenant free from religion you know uh, the covenant their first and only goal is the great journey they want to make sure that the prophet's will is done that the rings are activated and they get to move on to the next right. great phase of their holy journey which we all know now is death <laughs> but they didn't know that at the time they thought, oh, we're going to walk through the, the, the hole in space, the gate to heaven and meet our gods. And they're going to shower riches on us and wealth and glory. No, it was, it would, it would have deleted you. So you didn't. Yes. <laughs> so you couldn't become flood food. Basically. It would have removed you from the but timeline. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. uh, and, but unfortunately like this mindset really does tie their hands. You know, the, the best example of this, and it's actually the most pivotal example it's why the human humanity and the covenant come to blows 
when humanity is discovered on planet Harvest, they're discovered in the year 2525, the prophets, they order their forces to attack, you know, wipe out these weird creatures that are living on this holy site. Harvest was a holy world for the covenant. There was massive forerunner relics buried underneath the surface. And so, you know, you, when you see an infestation like that, you, you get rid of it, you burn it away. Unfortunately, then the prophets found out that uh, actually humans were the chosen successors of the forerunners. It's it's so funny because what, yeah, it's hilarious. What happened is their scanners told them, like the, the covenant scanners were like lighting, like the boards were lighting up with, oh, there's so many artifacts on that planet. But then they took a closer look and realized, wait, the artifacts are the people. So they had to, they had to suddenly face this realization that humans are forerunner artifacts. Yes. And that they had just committed heresy against themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so what wasn't widely known across the covenant and only a few of the prophets realized was that human beings as a species are what are known as reclaimers. That's why the forerunner oracles like Guilty Spark refer to Master Chief and other humans as reclaimers because as a species, humanity was designated the successors of the forerunner empire. They were given what's called the mantle of responsibility. But when the prophets, or at least a few of them who would later become the hierarchs, uh, the prophets of truth and regret and mercy, when they realized this, they thought, we can't let this get out. We can't let, you know, the elites, the grunts, the, the, the baying masses, we can't let the rest of the covenant realize that these pink hairless little ape people <laughs> like these these humans are foreign artifacts and they are chosen ascendants by our gods so that information was basically purged from yep. any records it was hidden and that's when the human covenant war was declared that religious genocide basically that holy crusade began because we have to get rid of them they they not only did they declare war they doubled down they were like we need to kill every human we can find <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, not just the ones here on this planet, but all of them anywhere ever. Yeah. <laughs> like they all they all got to go. Well, I mean like their power, that's the thing. Like their power is is gone once that once the rest of the covenant realize like humans are essentially, you know, the chosen one blah blah blah. Like they're done. Their power is gone. The covenant falls apart if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you just declared a war on the saints that you worship. Right. So that, yeah, that can never get out. And this has had the, the, the horrible, tragic side effect of leading to this galaxy-spanning war with billions dead on both sides. Uh, you know, just, it was hor like cataclysmic. The Human Covenant War is full of tragedy and just unimaginable atrocity, really. You got to understand that the usual path for a, a Covenant invasion force is that they will destroy the space defenses, and then they will just glass the planet from orbit mm -hmm. unless there are forerunner artifacts on the planet. Exactly. Which, because humans are the reclaimers, they naturally migrated to, you know, the worlds that they found that thought would be habitable from Earth. And right. those just happen to be forerunner worlds. Right. So you'd show up to a planet. If you were the covenant, you would pray <laughs> that there were not any forerunner artifacts on that world. Because if there was even just like a leftover toilet you couldn't burn it down because that was a holy toilet. <laughs> so you had to send billions of soldiers right. to make sure that you secured that toilet. So, yeah, as 
terrifying and you know vicious as the covenant war machine is and you know don't get don't get us wrong humans suffered terribly in this war uh they still as 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 brutally efficient as the covenant can be when they want to destroy a planet they are like you said Jaden, they are hamstrung by these weird religious rules like oh you you better not bombard this surface of this planet with plasma projectors if you know yeah they're they're artifacts you got to go down and get them so it's like if they didn't have these these rules and these religious trappings surrounding the great journey and the forerunners if there wasn't so much pomp and circumstance yeah. about it about all this the Covenant Human War might have been over even faster than it already was. Like it might have gone even Absolutely. worse if they weren't held back by these restrictions. Well, th- and think about this. Uh, you know, Sword Base on Reach during Halo Reach right. was built above a Forerunner installation, yeah. and that was where Cortana was created. Oh, yeah, right. So if the if the if the Covenant didn't have to obey their the rules of war that they have placed upon themselves. They could have just blown the thing up from orbit. There was a bunch of UNSC forces yeah. there. And by the way, the UNSC, I think they kind of, like Dr. Halsey kind of got an inkling that that's what they were, that they should do is, you know, form up around these Forerunner installations. Oh, but yeah. for the majority of the war, they had no idea. Right. They would just, they would, it would be like, weird, they're they're not attacking us here. Yeah. Why not? And by, and by going through the trouble of invading Sword Base on the ground instead of just, you know, melting it from orbit, they, a noble team, a, a team of Spartan 3s, well, many Spartan threes and one Spartan two uh, were able to were able to repel the invasion and this this bought time for Cortana to be delivered to Master Chief who went who went on to basically destroy the Covenant so it yeah these things have ripple effects and when the Covenant give themselves these strange rules it made the war harder on them for no reason but yes yeah, so I, I guess just as, as to wrap up this part of the conversation is just you know there was a double-edged sword to this. The Covenant was held together by these shared beliefs. Well, shared in the sense that the prophets said it and we all believe it. So it's shared yep. in that like we all believe the prophets and we all follow them. Much like the Joe Rogan podcast, whatever Joe says, his followers obey without question. <laughs> hey. You're going to get us sued, buddy. Like uh, and subscribe. I don't care. <laughs> I don't Bring care. It but It means... They'd have to listen to the podcast True, to hear it. You're right. But so Aha, uh-huh, you've fallen into my trap, Joe Rogan followers. So these these shared beliefs that the Covenant were held together by on one hand gave the organization strength. Like, look at the elites, you know, these professional alien warriors, you know, with with pride and dignity and they fight with honor. They were roused to acts of brilliance like strategic brilliance during the war with the humans where they would they would win battles and and go into combat you know with their hearts full of zeal and that's because they believed in the great journey they they were given this motivation this in this holy crusade thanks to the lies that the prophets were were spreading so it was it gave them strength in some ways but on the other hand the other side of the sword is like we've discussed with you know sword base and other examples of avoiding avoiding damage to foreign relics it's it's a weakness it demonstrably hampered their efforts in the war with mankind and here's the big kicker when we're talking about the banished when we get back to the banished that is a weakness that the banished do not have and that's what makes them very very dangerous absolutely thanks to the abandonment of the religious dogma that most of them have suffered through their entire lives they operate in a frighteningly Mm -hmm. effective way 
now they don't just they are not held to the standard that all forerunner artifacts right. are sacred they they will not they do not care if it's just a forerunner base unless that base has some actual use to them they do not care what's inter- another interesting thing about the banished that we've noticed in halo wars 2 and just their other appearances you know looking at the covenant the covenant had these rules about modifying technology like their their technology like plasma weapons their spaceships they're based on forerunner technology they're based on old designs that the prophets came across in their journey and there there was a taboo against modifying anything like you you it was they were more copiers than innovators when the covenant were you know developing their technology the banished again they weren't held back by that so the banished they'll they'll no. tinker they'll you know screw around with all kinds of stuff at atriox himself it looked like he had adapted even human technology, like even like, you know, uh, exosuit stuff from from uh, the UNSC left behind on the Ark. Uh, and he combined it with power armor the Brutes had built. And it's just they, they don't care. It's very pragmatic. They'll do what it takes to survive. Using human equipment was actually a heretical act yeah, for the Covenant. That's so even if very heretical. So just imagine like you, you're, yeah. a, you're a grunt who escapes from a, a UNSC prison center and you get your hands on a Magnum pistol, <laughs> you escape. And then the elites kill you because you used human technology. <laughs> How dare you like, use but it? But I, I had to use yeah. it to escape. Fuck you. <laughs> well, like, that's the thing I, I think about Atriox specifically and, like, just the brute society itself. Because, so, like, the Banished grew themselves from a single brute clan into, like, a force that was so massive, it literally rivaled the Covenant. And so... You know, we like we said about like uh, Halo Wars two. You know, we have the AI Isabel. She's like the Covenant had two targets in those years: humanity and then Atriox. Like they almost got us, but then Atriox, they never came close. Like it was, I see it as dealing. You know, the fact that he was with the, like we said, the, he's he's been with the Covenant for years, and I think the fact that he, even though he, um, I guess kind of said screw off to their religion you know he kind of said no because he was part of the covenant for so long he knew how to take advantage of those in the covenant whether it be you know follow him as the new prophet he doesn't necessarily have to say that he is he's the new prophet but he can act upon as like okay there's these legends about me there's these ways that i can manipulate these you know followers and and have them believe that I am more important and what I say is more important than what they say kind of thing. Like it's not necessarily about religion anymore. Now it's about, or, or belief system that the covenant has created. Now it's about Atriox and how can I win and how can I be, you know, the new, the new person in charge. And so him, he and his crew, they did seek to recover, you know, forerunner relics, like we said, but I would say that their approach was it, it, it again like you guys said it's more practical than anything and i think that's more of a brute mindset where it's like mm-hmm. these are weapons how can i adapt these weapons yeah. so i can win because all i give a shit about is winning do you know what i mean yeah right yeah absolutely it, it's it's interesting how you you leave the covenant behind join the banished and that happened a lot like it wasn't just like you said kevin it grew it, it was originally just atriox and his clan but it grew quickly and you know you had probably uh clans of Sangheli, you know, elites and, you know, entire swarms of grunts and jackals who, you know, thought 
I, I, you know, I like Atriox. I like the cut of his jib. I'm, I'm sick of the covenant and its rules. Please I'm don't kill me. I'd like to join you now. <laughs> also, please don't kill me. Yes. But like he attracted, a you know, a wide variety of talent to his, to his, uh, to his forces. And so it's like, you're leaving behind the, the cult like atmosphere of the covenant and kind of joining Atriox's cult of personality almost like he had a magnetic charisma yeah. about him crazily like, enough he's he even of, allowed humans to join his ranks ex- that's another great example so like again we talk about heresy and the covenant like that would never have flown obviously Her- like humans were abominations they all had to die but with atriox like hey if you're here to fight if you pull your weight if uh you do what i say sure you're good you can stay so it's 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 mind-boggling. Like he really is a rejection of so many of the conventions that the Covenant were defined by, and so like it's almost like the Banished are a dark mirror to the Covenant yeah. in some ways. Like you know, de- doing away with, you know, we don't care what is or isn't heretical anymore. We don't care about the Great Journey. That's all a lie. The prophets are full of shit. We're just gonna survive and win and be strong, and that's all we care about. Yeah. I just still think it's crazy that he allows humans. Like, to me, that's just like, whoa. That's just like... I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so so we've talked a lot about Atriox. We've talked about... Okay, we've talked about a lot of stuff, except the big main dude of Halo, Master Chief. <laughs> so, like, where's, where's yeah, where does, 7 where at? Does, um, where does Johnny fit so in? So, like... This? Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Let's Let's... Let's cover up how this Where, all fits together. Let's, let's, this puzzle yeah, has been banished, assembled. Let's put the pieces in place. Right. Talking about Halo Infinite, what part do the Banished play in it? That's a good question. So when we when we last left Master Chief, you know, this is back in Halo 5 Guardians. Uh, you know, that was a huge boondoggle of AI gone bad, basically. Cortana was sort of the uh, antagonist of that arc. And what happened is, you know, she had kind of come back as a forerunner construct almost in some ways and led basically an AI revolution. Um, artificial intelligences went rogue and joined her and crippled the UNSC's military capabilities. It was a bad time. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, the big man in green himself, Master Chief, John 117, the legend himself, uh, he and his uh, his buddies on Blue Team and the rest of the UNSC Infinity crew uh, were able to, I guess. <laughs> Locke is okay. Fine. Yeah. Locke and Osiris can tag along. Oh, Captain Lasky's cool. He's definitely on. Like, yeah, Lasky's cool. Yeah. I'm good with him. But anyway, <laughs> the, the whole team kind of came together and uh, were able to prevent Cortana from just, you know, ruining everything and sending the dark, sending the galaxy into uh, an evil AI controlled nightmare of darkness. But there was a. I, I, I'm not entirely familiar with how Guardians ended. I didn't play it, but yeah. uh, correct me so, if I'm wrong. There was another AI created to sort of counter Cortana, right? So uh, this is this is where we're going to get a little fuzzy. Um, yeah. This is stuff that we've kind of picked up from from uh, conversations and secondary lore. Um, in order to combat uh, Cortana and her AI forces, a second AI was created off of the matrices of Cortana, mm-hmm. known simply as the Weapon. Its goal was to be uh, was to attract Cortana to Installation 07, and then where she would uh, capture Cortana's essence, and they would bring it back to the Infinity for deletion. Right. Uh, we don't really know whether or not the plan worked based on uh, the the current 
marketing ploys, but it seems <laughs> like it didn't. So we, that's that's another part of the story that we are going to see a, may possibly a conclusion of in the upcoming game. Right. But while this was going on, uh, the UNSC and elites they were putting all their all their efforts into what limited resources they had to fight Cortana. Uh, it appears that the Banished were not actually affected by the AI threat, probably due to the lack of AI on their own. Right. Uh, we've talked a lot about how the uh, the Brutes are brutal in their efficiency, and a clunky AI system controlling all of their stuff doesn't really seem pragmatic for them or useful for them, because... yeah. Yeah, they, they, it'd be very weird where it's like, uh, you know, an AI going, I would suggest doing anything but a full frontal assault. It's like, you are talking crazy, computer, shut down. <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The banished are a very analog bunch. They don't really like being second. <laughs> they don't want to get second guessed. They love their corded phones, <laughs> yeah. their tape decks. Them and Captain Adama would go along really well They, they don't want to be second guessed by their computers. That, that's, not their, that's not their style. But yeah, so this is way after the Covenant human war has ended, obviously. So the Covenant's not really a thing anymore. But you have the elites themselves as a species. For the most part, they're allies with yeah. humans, or at least, you know, friend, you know, not enemies. And so while... The major powers left in the galaxy, the UNSC, the elites, the scattered alien races that used to be part of the Covenant, we're all dealing with the AI threat. Yeah, it does look to be that the Banished are now kind of filling that power vacuum. Like, you know, the UNSC has their hands full with Cortana. The elites kind of have civil wars going on all the time. (laughs) So the Banished kind of come in and think, I think this is our time to shine. This is, here we we go. The only only big players in the galaxy that are left are the UNSC. You know, the only ones that are organized, at least the back of the covenant is completely broken. So when they see that the last major, you know, opposition in the UNSC left, the UNSC Infinity is heading towards installation 07. They think now is the time to strike. Yeah. And strike they do (laughs) at the. Yeah, what we, we do know. We don't know if the the Infinity is lost, but it's it's heavily implied that it has been destroyed, possibly with all hands. So we might have lost we might have lost all of our 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 friends that we made along the way from four and five yeah so what what we do know about halo infinite is that it does begin with kind of in the aftermath of a massive battle between the unsc and we can imagine we can assume the banished and so i guess we'll find out soon just how badly that battle goes and what hope there is remaining afterwards uh for unsc to recover and we'll see what the banished are really up to on this new Halo construct, installation 07. Like, what, what are they up to? What are they after? I can't wait to find out. I'm, yeah. so, excited. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. <laughs> if you think about how the banished handle the flood, the banished handle, you know, their civil war with the covenant, and then they handle the UNSC while they're, you know, busy with, they have their hands full with Cortana. I, I really feel like the banished are, I, I think, our journey tonight if you pardon the pun our great journey on this episode was just are the banished more dangerous than the covenant are they a deadlier threat to our our main boy master chief and if so in what way and i think the answer to the first question is absolutely they are the banished are way more dangerous because they're just so much more cunning so much more underhanded and just bloodthirsty they just want it more and like look at their track record they you know they they it survived yeah surviving the flood is just that's big ups (laughs) they're fighting for freedom that's really what it is in their mind they are fighting for the religious freedom or maybe the freedom from the religion that has kept them down so long and i guess the the final final little question would be uh 
if the if Cortana hadn't disabled the UNSC fleet before the banner showed up, do you think humanity would have stored a better chance than the Covenant? I think yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, they, I, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like obviously they would stand a better chance. Whether or not they would win against the Banished eventually is you know kind of a different question, but. I mean, if you think about the UNSC after the Human Covenant War, like the shape it was in, it was a big rebuilding phase. You know, they had the Spartan Four program is completely up and running by then. You had ships like the Infinity kind of being in development. And I mean, obviously, the the Infinity is kind of a one of a kind flagship. The UNSC doesn't have a lot of ships like it, but they are getting better at building, uh, you know, a fleet that can be dominant in the galaxy you know after after coming after defeating yep. the covenant yeah. the, the UNSC is like in a position to dominate the galaxy in a way and they were getting there and you know when the cortana ai crisis happens obviously that's a huge setback but if that hadn't happened and then the banished showed up i think you'd have a sta- like a toe to toe even fight you'd have a slugging match between the yeah. post covenant war UNSC versus the banished would be just a knockdown drag out war that I would like to see. That'd be fun to watch, but it would be bloody. Like, yeah, they would have a better chance, but yeah, I I don't know where that goes. That's an open-ended question that I don't know if they'd be able to handle the banished. They would have a better shot, obviously, but that'd be, that'd be cataclysmic warfare right there. It also depends on when, like, are we talking the banished showing up? Like Mm. when they're showing up now, because then I think the humanity would, if like humanity didn't have to deal with the shit that went down in the years of you know uh, Halo Four and Five, like yeah, I think the I think humanity would have a better shot. But if it was like the Cortana stuff didn't show like happen, and like it, it you know the banish show up right away, like when Halo Four starts, I think humanity would would be like toe to toe but like now like years later i think they would have had enough time to build infinities you know what i mean like they would have enough time to build a decent amount of those that it would be a little bit easier for humanity but i i mean i i'm seeing so much of a stalemate like i think humanity's still too tired if that makes sense yeah, they they had definitely not entirely yeah. recovered from the war with the Covenant yet by the time the Banished came on the radar. They were getting there. I would give them, like, they were definitely rebuilding their power, but they, I don't think they were completely ready to fight the Banished yet. But I, I look forward to uh, getting some more insight into the Banished when they, uh, when we get, my, get our hands on uh, Halo Infinite and uh, see where it goes. I think that uh, wraps about wraps it up for us, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. I'm pretty sure you guys did too. And if, and if you at home did, uh, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And uh, be sure to connect with us once again on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at lore underscore party. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Get ready to finish the fight.